Please select your player. New player Tim has joined the game. A wild Dave emerges. Ben rolls a d20, but only gets one. Australia's greatest podcast said no person ever. Welcome, welcome to, to another, another dungeon. dungeon. Hey, that was my line. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode forty-six of the Another Dungeon podcast. Joining me this week is Dave. <laughs> Hello, and Ben. Howdy, and possibly Ben's mum. Quite and possibly, possibly. Could be a surprise guest. Ben's girlfriend, who keeps <laughs> she would appear in. as well. Okay. It's a mystery evening. So, no surprises this week, as we seem to generally be a Nintendo-centric podcast these days. Yep. There's been a few, <laughs> a few things Nintendo have announced. Some that we're happy about, some that I'm not happy about, but Ben loves everything Nintendo does, so yeah, I'm sure we'll get both sides of the myself. argument. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave's put his hood on, so it's serious time. Serious? Peter's <laughs> off in my house. Serious oh. bills. Who's still playing Zelda? Uh, well, I went back yesterday because um, they just released a free patch to unlock all the languages. So I went back and watched some of the cutscenes in Japanese. <laughs> and boy, is it better Hang in Japanese. <laughs> wow. But do they have English subtitles? Yeah, English sub. So that's what the patch Yay, did. They finally. unlocked languages in the menu, you, in the settings menu. You just flip it on, and now there's Sweet. no complaints about the game. It's gone up from a 9 out of there's 10 no, to 10 out of 10. There's no definitely. complaints. <laughs> all right. Well, Weapons all, now don't break in the Japanese. No. All, all of the Switch firmware updates have not fixed the Wi-Fi issue. It still can't oh. handle a 5 meter. So clearly distance. it's your modem, not the Switch. Oh, clearly it's my modem. It's and the Indian not- burial ground under your house every other device that can t- connect to the wi-fi from further away <laughs> it's definitely it is surprisingly bad isn't it yeah like, it's, it's shocking i i i know the other consoles were the same but i i don't understand why they are that bad oh, i i have no issue with connection i can be in any part of my house in fact it's probably has better connection than my ps4 that's not right. Why are you walking around your house with your PS4? That's also uh, a good question. I like to hold it and contemplate. <laughs> uh, so, the <laughs> quick review. Have you finished anything? Dave's finished again. Um, yeah. Well, I haven't finished, but I've played. Oh, I finished The Sexy Brutal. Oh, you did. And so where, can we, of, um, where can we find The Sexy Brutal, Dave? Did you do something with it or Steam. did you just play it? I played it and then I recorded a walkthrough because... Ooh. I noticed. Um, so the problem, it's a really great game. I loved it. The style is beautiful. The way they've pieced together the story is beautiful. But it's way too simple and easy. I finished it in a couple of days, and I think what inside four or five days, Tim. Yeah. I had a walkthrough up for the entire game, and then a walkthrough for all the collectibles as well. Wow. So, not a difficult game, but I'd oh, say man, there's I what there's five or maybe six hours of total walkthrough footage not even not e- uh, i thought I, can... I was overestimating but yeah so it's a relatively yeah, maybe short three game. or four but it's also well, the thing not is... full price is it though i can't remember how much it was maybe 20 bucks us because mm. steam doesn't i don't know how much it is on console look it's it's well worth playing and the thing is that like the walkthrough is that long but there's actually a lot more content than that so for every character in the game you're you're replaying the same 12 hours of a day midnight through to midnight 
no, midday through to midnight or 11, something, whatever. Um, and you're replaying the same thing. So all through this mansion, which you unlock as you complete certain parts of the story, um, there are storylines of a whole bunch of characters and they all cross over. So the more of the mansion you unlock, the more background story you get for the other characters and you can see the stuff that led up to stuff you saw later on. It's really, really interesting. So there's probably, for people who are interested in it, there's a lot more to see than just blitzing through the story game. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. First time in a long time I've been trying to find time to play a video game rather than playing a video game to fill in time. But I really liked it, but it's very easy. Oh, it's good. Hmm. And the walkthrough is available on YouTube on the Another Dungeon channel. Yep. Which if anyone's got any recommendations for what we should call our channel on YouTube, let me know. Because <laughs> we can't YouTube call it channel? Another Dungeon. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah that'd do. Dave's oh. Fantastical Fun Times. What about channel. Another Pungeon? No, that's taken. Uh, another Fungeon? No, no, Tim's one is taken. Oh. Dave's Fantastical Fun Times. Oh, that's taken? <laughs> yeah. Oh. We'll think of something. That's my, that's my other channel with the oh. hidden mirrors. Guess oh. what? Guess what I what? bought and finished. What have you been playing? I bought and finished Mario Kart, Mario Kart 8 because everything's unlocked from the start. <laughs> 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 oh, so we can play that. We can live stream a race, yeah? We could. I will have to move into the other room so my wife right, and I can connect. Get internet. <laughs> That's what we should do for next next podcast. I'll yeah, do Mario Kart. Well, it doesn't yeah. have to be a... Co- we can actually live stream outside of podcasts. You know that, right? What? Whoa. Yeah, we can. We'll we can. just do it as a podcast. We can do we it. We don't want to dedicate any more time to talking the po- to you guys. The podcast oh. will just be like, so what have you guys... <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> yeah, <I'm... laughs> yeah, so what I think is, ah, oh, damn it, why did you... Ah, <laughs> oh, Blurish, yeah! So the one thing that... um. <laughs> that annoyed me and took me a while to figure out is there's a couple of new features like um this stupid antenna that stops you from going off the edge of the track and it's on by default so if you're trying to take some of the shortcuts it just pushes you back in and if you're what antenna ah so i think it's left trigger turns it off yeah you you press you pause the game and you press left or right to deactivate the automatic turning and automatic acceleration or when you're um, selecting your cart parts, you can turn it off too. But yeah, that's oh, is on. that it's... where it turns on and off? Okay. Yeah. Do you have to turn it on though? I haven't turned it off. It, I turned off tilt controls. It's on by default. But I go off road all the time. I'm always taking shortcuts. You, you must have get turned it off. Somewhere. You must have accidentally done it. Like I must an have old done man. it by mistake. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's probably the one of the annoyances I have with it. The other is not is having everything unlocked, like. I like progressing through the cups to unlock the more cups. cups. Yeah. Um, well, I found if you beat 150cc and get a gold trophy, that counts as getting a gold trophy for 150, which was a bit frustrating uh, because I was, did 150 by myself because that's a good level to return to. Um, and then I went to live with my girlfriend at 50, but I'd already unlocked all the cups from playing 150. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, again, I found the I've, same I've thing. I was playing those. through in 100. I'm a bit meaner on my kids. My kids and I play at 100cc. <laughs> but yeah, I played through my first single player game. I started at 200 and then I dropped back to 150. 200 is nuts um, and breaks this... the game. Hey. 200, you can't take some of the corners in the game. It's like a nuts. Like you're not. Well, meant you, to... you actually have to break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I um, so I did the same thing, and yeah, you went to play with the kids and go right. Where are we up to? What haven't we? Oh, we've got oh, it's unlocked. on all of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're not un- they're unlocked to begin with. Mm. They're not. Nothing was locked other than what a few yeah. extra car parts. Yeah, it's the cars, the tires, and the um parasol yeah, things. Like. But which which I don't mind unlocking carts, except the computer can use whatever cart they want, regardless of what you have unlocked. Um, and that's also a bit annoying for online because there are statistically better carts. Um, yeah. But you don't have access to them until you've played the game like a hundred thousand times. Um, but that's, it's fun to unlock pieces. Yeah. I prefer to unlock cups. Yeah. Yeah. I prefer to have that progression system back, but I mean, apart from that, the only other thing I've been playing is, um, H1Z1 King of the Kill, which is a mm-hmm. buggy mess. It's still kind of fun, <laughs> but I don't know this new style. So battle Royale type games have kind of taken off with player unknown battlegrounds and, king of the kill they can be exciting but they can also be quite boring depending on you know how close you've landed to other players um you can spend a lot of time looting an area grabbing a car running into the first person and dying and then having to look for another match so i'm not quite so this is yeah this is like a early access survival battle arena it's a battle royale type game. So everybody's dropped onto an island. Um, no one's got anything. So you're looking mm-hmm. for weapons, you're looking for armor, med kits, that sort of stuff. And then you're slowly eliminating everybody until you're the last one. Um, okay. Both of them have some form of system to push players together. Like after two and a half minutes, I think it is, King of the Kill gas starts encroaching into the space. Um, uh, it shows you on the map a circle that's the safe zone, so everyone moves towards that, and then it gradually gets smaller until the match. Sounds like Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly <laughs> the style that it is. Um, so it's an emphasis on actually killing players rather than surviving. And oh yeah, it's not surviving; it's kill right. everyone. Yeah. Oh, cool. So interesting. Uh, I wouldn't go in there expecting that it's 100% stable. <laughs> Um, I've had a few issues with constant loading screens and stuff like that. Um, it's more fun with friends, not as fun solo, I would say, but yeah, I'm not sure I'm sold on that game type yet, but as Mm. far as single player games go, I started Horizon Zero Dawn, um, put a lot of time into that over the long weekend. Any good? Really enjoying it. Really enjoying it. No, mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. frustrating. It's frustrating playing Zelda and going back to Horizon because the yeah, like the old open world style. Just the more limited movement, like yeah, it, there's not as much. It seems to be a lot of things you can't jump over. Mm-hmm. Where you know Zelda's ruined that for letting <laughs> you climb on everything. Um, but story <laughs> and gameplay and climb on it too. Yeah, story and gameplay-wise, it's really good. Um, They don't waste much time into heading into the territory of what's happened to the old world. Oh, okay, Um, cool. So that's good. It it jumps into the story pretty quick. And I guess, as with all open world, you know, you set your own pace of how the story is told, but Mm -hmm. there's enough side quests. I don't feel like it's uh, over overburdening you with side quests um but there is enough to do on your way to other other points so that's really good are the side quests 
of the side quests engaging or worth doing? Because the biggest criticism I heard was they're quite bland as far as side quests go. From a story point of view, um, they don't do much. Or like NPCs are just like, here, go fetch this. And like, there's barely a reward animation and that kind of thing. There's, I'd agree with the lack of rewards. So most of it, it's experience and a reward box, which has very few resources in it. Right. So uh-huh. like crafting materials or money. Um, yep. There's no, not that I've found, no big payoffs as in weapons. Yep. So all the weapons you buy, all the armor you buy, I don't, I think I've found one piece of equipment and it was worse than what I'd already had. <laughs> so Classic I, RPGs. Yeah, the, the, the tiers of equipment are dictated by how far into the story you've kind of gotten. So there's a couple okay. of major cities. And once you re- reach the trader in the second or yeah, third major it, city, yeah. that's the the highest tier, and it's right, not. Okay. Mm, it's it, pretty quick. It didn't actually take me that long to get to what I think. I could be wrong, but what I believe is the highest tier of gear. Right. So, but no, it's still really good. I'm I'm actually keen to see where the story goes. Um, the acting voice acting and stuff is a lot better than zelda which isn't much of a <laughs> i don't know have you played in japanese <laughs> it's not hard. <laughs> uh no i haven't played the japanese version should i ben um i don't know next time you play in a year from now <laughs> see i'll yeah. stop i gotta go back and finish it. yeah so i reached the <laughs> oh, point yeah, where i i can finish it i think um but i'm I don't know. I I have this thing with games that I've enjoyed and not wanting to finish them. Yeah, that's fair. Once you finish, there's nothing else to do in it. That's the thing I was worried about. Is mm. I I just kill Ganon and that's it. I'm done. Yeah. Put it down. I don't have the drive to go and find all the shrines or. Yeah. Well, that that's why I did the shrines first. So nine hundred would happen. Nine hundred no, seeds. Yeah. 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 I don't have the drive to do that. No. The first um, 100% speed run, I think, took... Was it four hours? 100%, wow. four hours. Mm, I think. Uh, impossible. I could be impossible. I could be extremely wrong, but it has been done. I just have to double-check the time. I know the first speed run, or the, the best speed run, was like 56, 57 minutes at the moment. Yeah. That's um, unbelievable. Apparently, you can get off the first plateau... Early, I think, if you use stasis on a yeah, rock, a smash the rock in. I don't believe you get the glider, but I think if yeah, you Yeah, the record is four hours, 15 minutes, ah, and three seconds. There you go. 100%? Yeah. 100%. Wow. That's amazing. Oh, uh, hang on. Hang what on. did you waste oh. your time on? This website's, this website's flicked me over to Ocarina of Time. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, what have you been um, playing apart from Mario Kart? Well, well, seeing as you mentioned like four games, I'll be very quick. Um, I've been playing Persona Arena Ultimax. Um, what which happened is to the five? Second... Well, I've been playing five as well, but okay. I went back to finish the story of Persona 4, then started playing the spin off Persona 4 games. Um, <laughs> I was playing one of the fighting games with friends, um, and it's really good. Um, I, I like fighting games, but I'm not a huge fan of them. This one I really like because rather than memorizing combos, uh, you kind of just chain each button does something really specific and you learn that for the characters and then you kind of chain them together um, and it feels really good music's really good um, 
your characters have two buttons are like their physical melee and two are like summon your persona spirit to like attack his range and so it's about like countering other people's personas and then moving in and hitting them up close um so that's really fun there's a good selection of characters in ultimax um for 15 dollars, you can buy so there was ultimax there was persona arena and persona arena ultimax so for 15 dollars, you can buy the story of the first game in ultimax so you're going to play through that story with updated engine um it's a fighting game with like a whole proper visual novel story that continues the events of persona 4 um it, it's a bit wordy and dragged out but if you're into the story and the characters it's extra content for that um so it's a really good fighting game. I have quite a bit of fun with it. Um, anyone can pick well, it up and learn how to play pretty quickly. So does the story of Persona carry over? Yes. So, oh. Well, not kind of. So uh, it's pretty contained to the game of the number. So like Persona 3 story doesn't really overlap to Persona 4. However, in Arena, and especially Arena Ultimax, Persona 3 characters come back to the, the roster, and there is extra story for Persona 3 about how they encounter the Persona 4 characters and they fight each other, and that's all canon. Um, the story continues the characters of Persona 4, and that goes all the way into the dancing game, Persona Dancing All Night, um, where that is part of the story. They get sucked back to the world, and they have to dance to fight monsters, and um, against <laughs> their evil selves. It sounds um, like a story that you've made up. It does, <laughs> but the the core stories are you can play them pretty individually. Um, there's very loose connections between stuff like they'll reference really obscure characters and stuff. But if you just want to start at five, that's a good way to go. Um, if possible, start at four golden because um, that's it, it'll be hard to go back to four from five. But um, yeah, the wow. core Persona series is is really good. One of the best JRPGs I've ever played. Have you gone back to Andromeda yet? Uh, I have not started Andromeda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll play it when they get the bugs out. I'll so you'll never play the... it. Yeah. So you'll never play it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait till the galaxy gets reset again by Reapers. See how it goes. It's not Reapers this time. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah, oh, sorry, I can't say that for certain. <laughs> Copy-paste of Reaper's plotlines, isn't it? Mm. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> to, to be honest, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I kind of know what's going on in the story, but it's that boring that it's yeah. not worth paying attention to. Um. Anyway, we're not here to bash on Andromeda. Back we're on the to... Zelda topic. <laughs> we're, we're here to bash on Zelda. Oh. Aren't we? So... Uh, DLC Pack 1 has been announced, and in it mm-hmm. is a pathetic amount of content that should just be free patches, but they're charging you for it. Well, hang so, on. How much is it? Let's talk about what the DLC Pack is, because uh, it's I not a normal there. distribution. I was getting there. Um, All right. the he season, was just opening up the email. <laughs> the season passes 20 USD, so that's probably $100 for us. $30. So, $30. Um, Thirty dollars for us. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep, but that includes DLC pack one and two. So in pack Sir. one, we have Dave. Can you want to read it? Okay. The I don't know what's in pack one and pack two though. So maybe tell pack me which one. ones is. So the first one is Trial of the Sword. Um, So it's a new location where you can um, access the Trial of the Sword, which was the Cave of Trials, 
where enemies appear one after another. Mm-hmm. You start without any armor or weapons, and then if you defeat all the enemies in the room, you can proceed to the next area, and there's about 45 rooms. Um, and when you clear all the trials, the power of the Master Sword is apparently awakened and will always be in its powered-up state while usable. So you get a permanent buff yeah. for the game, assuming you've found the Master Sword, of course. Yeah. So I which think... I didn't find until after I... I think I found it after I beat the four... Whatever those big four dudes ah, are. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. The, the so I then base. got the Master Sword. So I think well, the, yeah. the, the, Nintendo mentioned the first DLC pack would be primarily this dungeon. Um, and I think it sounds pretty fun, but I don't know if the reward is that big. Um, there are weapons that are more powerful than the Master Sword fully charged up. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it could be something else. To um, me, it depends on how varied the... Like, if it's just a horde mode in a big room, then it's... No. So, question. Yeah. Yes. Do you guys enjoy horde modes? Um, no. Not really, but I have in the Zelda series. Um, in Twilight Princess, mm. the Cave of Ordeals was pretty good. Uh, and that had good rewards because that unlocked great fairies in the world that gave you like heaps of everything. Um, and there was like different levels you could get to. The one in the Wii U, I didn't really enjoy because you had to play as the Wolf Link uh, in the Twilight Princess HD version. Um, but that unlocked hearts my wolf. So that was cool to take that across the Breath of the Wild. Um this I could enjoy because the combat in Breath of the Wild is really engaging and the scavenging for items and equipment. Like one of the best parts of the game is landing on Eventide Island and having to scavenge everything from scratch again. Um, this would be a good way to enjoy that kind of combat. Um, however, it probably would get, be super frustrating uh, if you die right at the end, which is bound to happen in these kind of things. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, is it potentially cut content that's been... Added in as paid DLC. No, they were. They were very clear in interviews beforehand that this is all stuff they're adding on after the game, and that's part of the reason for the big delay uh, between launch and content. What um, big delay? So this will come out in winter. It's been well, like this will two come months. out in winter, and the final no, this will be out in winter, so like June, July, and then the final DLC pack will be out in Christmas time. So that's they'll be working all year on the content because the Zelda team is relatively small. I think they've got ground to make up in the trust department after their. Um... <laughs> I think it all de- it de- depends on what you expect from DLC though. Yeah, yeah. that's true. So, so it's kind of story let's, heavy. Let's, so I expected more. Let's go the through the second pack of story. Hang on, let's go through the rest of the content. Yeah. So they're adding. All right. Adding... So the next thing is um. Oh yeah. yeah hard mode. So that should have been yep. in yep. the original game. They're adding more armor, which is something that, you know, is 50-50 whether it's a paid thing or whether developers patch that sort of stuff in. Um, what was the other thing? Well, it's not really a major part, though. It's new equipment, yeah. which are eight new pieces, which are inspired from the previous games. And um, there's have... the travel medallion, which, which should have be been part of chest. the original game or patched Oh, but in. they didn't know yeah, that until so they got you feedback, can... though. Well, why make yeah. people pay for feedback? Well, I think these are all extras that you're getting. Yeah. That, yeah. But you're right. They should perhaps put those things as a, a thing. So that'll let you set those a travel things point as a and thing. you can then travel back to that whenever you want. Mm. No, those things perhaps should be part of a, a 
regular update as opposed to DLC. But I mean, they're not making you pay for this. You're paying for the the horde mode. In but this you first can't game. get any of the other content um, without paying for it. So essentially, yeah, if you want I mean. it, you pay for it, it. It feels weird that they're putting it. Anyway, yeah. um, the other one is uh, the Heroes Path mode, which seems to track on the map. Um, so it tracks all your movement in for two hundred last- hours. 200 hours yeah so you can see all the routes you've taken so you can explore new places and you can find shrines easier because you can see all the ways you haven't gone and estimate where a shrine will be based on that these are all small gameplay tweaks that i believe should be patched not paid content the horde mode is the only thing that i view as being paid worthy and i'm not generally a fan of horde modes Especially one I'm that's the same. 45 I reckon the levels. horde mode is the well, the horde mode is essentially what I view the DLC as. The yeah. rest is a, a bonus. So that's your fifteen bucks out of your thirty. And it's if you want more Zelda combat, it's a bonus. But it's why not? But it's a bonus that I won't get because I'm not going to get the DLC. But Ben will. But see, no, I, no, I, it's, I it's it's extra that you can have if you want. I don't think it's essential to the Zelda game. Mm. Are you telling me that you haven't got value for your? What sixty nine bucks? Uh, at a I have, but it's the see we live in an age where developers are continually trying to get people to play their game, so they patch new content in for free. Mm. So say at Overwatch, I haven't paid a cent other than buying the game, and they've patched in what three new characters and new maps. They have a different economy. Yep. I understand that. I understand they have yeah, microtransactions with with their loot boxes yeah. but it's not that it's not just Overwatch it's the only one that comes to mind at the moment but there are a lot of other titles that patch in content updates that actually add new features well Stardew Valley like they added I... completely new starting zones they could have oh, made yeah. you pay for DLC they're going to patch in multiplayer when it's ready um, they're not making that paid DLC that's content that they're adding for free well the way I view the I think there's Zelda a difference package, though um, the way I view the Zelda package is I'm paying for the story content that'll come in DLC pack 2 for 30 bucks, and I'd happily pay $30 for anything that expands Breath of the Wild's story um, this is like a bonus DLC pack that comes from having pre-bought the pack that comes later and then the $30 value will majoritively be in the later pack is how I view it I think we um, hmm. see so far for me the story is not the strong point of Breath of the Wild it's quite no. weak. It's quite weak. So, adding more story content in for me at this point in time is not a major draw factor for me. To well, be honest, with story content, the second pack includes a second dungeon. So that could have a second boss battle. We don't know how long that dungeon will be. It could be a whole bunch of stuff that increases the play area, increases the gameplay, increases the story, um, which could would be. easily be worth thirty dollars. Could be. Could be. Could be. It's the it's well, age-old thing said, of, the, of season passes is you're buying a promise that you don't actually know what they're yeah. going to deliver. And that's the thing. You don't have to yeah, buy it now, yeah. and I wouldn't recommend buying it now until there's something that someone wants in it. Mm. Yeah, they've got to do they've got to do it leaked out like this, though, to keep people's interest because yeah. the people who bought on day one, their interest in Zelda will be waning a little. Like, I, I haven't finished it. I haven't. I don't know why I haven't gone back to it. I think I was just playing on... Uh, once uh, the whatever the Wonder Boy is and um, Mario Kart recently, and just sort of forgot about Zelda. Um, but the thing is, right? So the the examples you mentioned before, Tim, 
um, reminded me of like Guild Wars, Overwatch, all those games. They do have a constant revenue stream of microtransactions. Not all of them. So there's. Well, I was trying to think of another game that doesn't. Stardew Valley is a small indie dev sort of setup, so that's a little bit different to the, you know, big teams like Nintendo. So Nintendo are paying a lot of money to keep new content coming for Zelda, so they need to recoup that cost somehow. Mm. Um, but the other thing is, you say it's worth 30 bucks, Ben. I can't help but think, well, new games are 60 to 69 Well, say $70. 70 to $80 for a whole new game. Um, I paid, I think, $69 for Zelda. So that's nearly half the price yeah, again for that's true. maybe an extra dungeon. I don't... But... This comes down to there, there are that many good games out there at the moment um, and my available time to play games means mm. that I tend not to bother with expansions in general anymore because they usually make the, the core game. Look, one of my favourite games, Witcher 3. I haven't played any of the oh, DLC. Man. And that's because, fantastic DLC. Uh, mm. I know, but yeah. I got everything I wanted out of the main out game, the play, yeah. and I've moved on to play something else. What I don't if we? Need more out what of if that. we told but you you can bang more sorceresses in the DLC? <laughs> Would you still say you got all that you could what? out of the Witcher? <laughs> can you bang what them if- on a Pegasus? <laughs> now, That's the no, but but right. Geralt goes to a party drunk and possessed by a ghost, and it's possibly some of the greatest <laughs> video game scenes I've ever seen. But you know what I mean. Like I, I don't think this sort of. So DLC in general isn't ever going to appeal to me. Yeah, um, is my point I, there. Yeah. Um, but that said, I, I can understand why they're charging for it because they need to keep the team around. They didn't just get the team in, make Zelda, and then go right. Yeah. See you later. We'll get you back when we want to make another game. Um, they need to have something. No, to they keep got the, that team the, to the um, money coming in. Shut down the uh, Zelda remake that a fan was doing. A two D Zelda. Oh, the, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's where they've shifted their focus. <laughs> Screw you, community content stuff. <laughs> well, they they ripped the exact prototype of Breath of the Wild that Nintendo made using Nintendo assets, so it was bound to get shut down. Wow, Ben, you're blind. <laughs> no, like, no, I'm I'm all for community content, but if you're using assets that the developer has made and they ask you to remove it you have to remove it that's just how it happens with content that's not yours common courtesy you don't have to yeah. you just get shut down if you don't <laughs> you don't have to you have to <laughs> creep deeper and deeper into the deep web um, yeah uh there was a 3d remake of chrono trigger and i'm super annoyed it got shut down but that's the rules someone made um red dead redemption in gta 5 and that got shut down too oh that's amazing yeah that's impressive stuff but Make your own game. <laughs> yeah, true. Anyway, yeah. I'm not well, impressed. The, the, hang on, hang on. The last piece of the DLC, oh. the thing that makes it worth all $30, is you get a Tingle outfit um, for Link to run around in. Um, See, that wasn't in our press release. Oh, the really? Tingle outfit. You get, you get a Tingle Unless outfit. Unless it was... Um, well, it might be covered under new equipment. It Eight is. New pieces of equipment inspired by previous and characters said in the what, games um, will be added, blah, blah, Yeah, blah. then they actually you, said what's discovered, they'll get equipment. You get a Korok oh, mask Midna to Tingle. Oh, there it is, Tingle. things. You get a Majora's mask. Um, I don't know. They're a, fun costumes. If you like Phantom, costumes. Phantom, Midna. Yeah, I think, but like Dave said, it's not enough to bring yeah. uh, no. some players, most players back. 
And they're the crazy Probably ones like you. Yeah. Well, we'll see. But it we'll is see. enough to make other players remember Zelda and go, yeah. hey, I really like that game. Then they can release a game of the year they- edition. You almost need like what they had in... Um, no, it, it'll be... the Deus Ex? Zelda Human Revolution? Ultra. Yeah. Do you remember that one where you, you, you get thrown onto a ship and you basically had all your weapons and stuff taken away and your augments have been Disabled. nullified? Yeah. So it was oh, like, no. an, yeah, I, I it was an entire DLC, DLC where you, you don't like that. I don't like when they interject story, uh, and it's kind of like nonsense. Oh no, it, it fit in the story, but it mm, kind of felt like they, the, um, the character blacks out and then wakes up and skips the DLC. If you haven't already got the DLC, because at the time it wasn't yeah, yeah, released immediately. That's correct. Yeah. That's what I don't like when it's like, or I like Mass Effect 2's DLC, but I don't like the way it's distributed where it's got extra content that... Mass Effect is notorious. Like, I had no idea what was going on at the start of 3 because I didn't play all the DLC for 2. So, like, Shepard's Shepard's in jail. Like, how the hell did this happen? Last thing I knew... Oh, that was never explained. That's that's because the script got changed between 2 and 3. Yeah. Um, but yeah, see, I actually watched I actually watched a video on YouTube of the DLC rather than buy the DLC before I started see, three because I did the that's same. That's a good idea. I started. I'm like, what if I because all the Batarians hate you and there's a reason for yeah. it, but that reason yeah. is oh, that's right, DLC. yeah, that's in the thing, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so I that's I play the whole game going, what well, what have I done? Why do these people hate me? And it's never actually explained in three. It's it's well it's I um, at, I, I spent time on forums trying to figure out what had gone wrong with my save import from two. Ah, uh, and then you just realised <laughs> that the game was. So I thought, ah, oh, I've made some. Yeah, it hasn't copied something across properly because you know it always carried across. Yeah, yeah. Well, mine didn't because I got Red Ring of Death and oh. evidently the saves are tied to your console. But anyway, oh, painful. Um, when I replayed on PC, it carried. Anyway, yeah, blah 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 blah. Keep talking. So. <laughs> lover of nintendo what else have they done yes um well they have introduced a new 2ds um so instead of making games because... for the switch oh hang on did we do we have any info on the second part of the dlc yet no nah, it um, it'll come out in christmas time it'll have a dungeon um it's pretty much okay, what we do cool. no yeah. so that the, the news this week was just the announcement of what's actually yeah. in dlc pack one I- I don't even think we have a okay. release date for dlc pack one yet i think it's just the content it's a window i um, think yeah, winter yeah. is all we have. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, summer yeah, 2017. So Nintendo, yeah. instead summer. of spending time making right. games for the Switch, have decided yeah. to make a new DS. Yeah. So, again, I don't think Nintendo have tried to con anyone. They've been very honest that the, the 3DS and 2DS line will continue. Um, and in the recent press conference, they said up until 2018, they've got titles coming out. Um I think that's fair. Um, the PS3 only shut down like this year or end of last year. Um, it was still releasing titles up until then. Um, the 3DS is a huge install base. And um, what Nintendo's argument is, is at the moment, it's a very different install base to the Switch. Um, Switch is primarily console focused. Um, the 3DS still has a large appeal to young kids. Um, to casual gamers, um, because it's cheaper. Um, people are less likely to jump in on the Switch at uh, $400 um, than they are for a console that's $100 to $200, um, where the 3DS is kind of sitting comfortably. Um, so I know there are a lot of kids that have 3DSs that 
if they were holding a switch, would that immediately destroy the switch? Um, so I think also like kind of the construction and use of technology um, also affects target demographic and who should buy what. Um, but I think See, now that yeah. that can I can I just interject there? Yeah, that interests me a lot with this 2DS because. Okay, my kids primarily don't play their DSs anymore anyway. They're on yeah. iPods now yeah. because they're about 140 bucks for yeah. a console that does a whole bunch of stuff. That Anyway, long story short, they half of my kids had 3DSs and the other half had 2DSs. Mm-hmm. And I bought 2DSs because of that solid build. Yeah. Um, they weren't going to smash it. They could stand on cartridges and they weren't going to break. They could get a bit wet and they're fine. Um, I didn't have to worry about the the 3D thing damaging their eyes. Yeah. But one very important thing for me was the form factor. And now they've flicked it back to a clamshell. Yeah. And the reason I got my other kids 2DSs was because their original DSs got broken because they got squashed while they were still open. Mm. I was like, oh, thank God there's not a clamshell on the 2DS. Yeah, yeah. I can give them something that they're not likely to break. And now... Mm. The new 2DS is a clamshell again. So you've got a thin ribbon, I assume, attaching the top screen to the bottom mm. part of the console. You introduce all those problems again. It's yeah. But based on to be looking at pictures of the materials, it seems to be better structured than regular 3DS. Like it's a, a it's like cheaper but more has more structure to it from the looks of it and the, the color schemes they've chosen. But I guess we won't know unless someone's got it in their hands. Mm. Um, but it, I think it's still sensible for yeah, Nintendo to be supporting the 3DS. Um, I would imagine there was a lot of games, because I think they pulled the plug in the Wii U earlier than developers had notification for. Um, I think there are a lot of 3DS games still in development that are worth releasing, but you probably can't port them upwards to the Switch because of like resolution factors, um, stuff like that. Um, there's a Pikmin game coming. There's a bunch of Kirby games yeah. coming to the 3DS. Um, still a bunch of indie support. Um, so I think it makes sense. Um, I just hope Nintendo start shifting 3DS titles to the Switch. Like a, a developer team that finishes their 3DS title, instead of working on something small, they like have the courage to do the same franchise but on the Switch um, is what I hope. Not Monster Hunter. What I hope is that they'll get yeah, back Monster to Hunter. making... No, what I hope they do is that they go back to making games that take advantage of what the 3DS offers. So back in the DS days, when I, I, I didn't get a DS until the 3DS. And one of the things I loved was stuff like the Layton games. Yeah. And um, the world ends with, with you. you. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. There were a whole bunch of games... Um, Henry Hatsworth, um, all that sort of stuff. And what they did well was they they took the Nintendo 3D, uh, the Nintendo DS, which was a unique format with a touch screen on the bottom and another mm. screen at the top, and they utilized that and built that into the gameplay mechanics. Yeah. Then the 3DS came out, and I've noticed that if I can get a game on 3DS or on something else, I'll get it on something else because there's no benefit to me playing on a 3DS anymore. They most of the games don't seem to be using the screen in the same way that the games used to. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. They've got um, a unique design that should be utilised. And, yeah, you're right. If yeah, if it's a... I know that Vita's dead, but if it was a Vita and a 3DS game, what's the point of getting it on 3DS? Mm. Like, the second screen will be something superfluous, like a map yeah. or something 
you know, not not used. Yeah, exactly. Um, yep. Mm. And Monster Hunter was the same. It had stuff on the bottom screen. You could easily, well, they did um, on the Wii U. Mm. Um, mind you, that had the second screen too. But you could easily have that as a pop-up menu and it wouldn't affect gameplay. Well, that's what it was originally on the than... Wii. All the stuff on the bottom screen was basically pop-up menus. It made it easier on the Wii U because yeah. you could use your, <laughs> your thumbs to tap the screen. But yeah. I think that's kind of that kind of game design is something we lost because of the neglect or disdain for the Wii U. Um, so when the Wii U first launched, the third developer games it did have, or the ports it was getting, had some of the best, it, like they're the definitive ports, like Deus Ex um, Human Revolution. The best port of that is the Wii U version because of all the extra gameplay it adds with the, the Wii U gamepad. But once mm. people started shunning that technology, shunning making use of the console and the controller, um, I think, like, I don't know, something in culture changed in game design and people are less likely to use a, a gimmick or make use of a controller's possibilities and just stick with what is safe. And I think that maybe affected the 3DS library as well. Or if nin- Nintendo were the last ones doing that and maybe they used up a lot of their ideas Um because like mm. even the Mario and Luigi series had quite a few 3DS titles, um, got less and less touch focused as time progressed. I think mainly because they used up a lot of their ideas. Um, yeah. you try, people try to experiment with other things. Um, 3DS was tried as a gameplay mechanic, but only a handful of games was able to actually use 3D as a mechanic rather than just a visual. Um, and I think the DS had a it huge library as well. It was just a visual. Well. It wasn't a mechanic. Uh, I, in Paper Mario and uh, Zelda Link Between Worlds, uh, the 3D is used as a mechanic for some enemies and visuals. Uh, in uh, Super Mario 3D Land as well, it affects jumping um, or enhances the mechanic. Like, it's not it's not like a built-in... Like it, how do I explain it? Mm. It's like an enhancing of the mechanic. I think I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. it enhances a mechanic. It doesn't... Because yeah. I was thinking, I'm sure I played them and I didn't play that Sticker Smash yeah. Paper Mario game. I played a bit of it. I yeah, it's, it's it. not good. I didn't but make the... it through Color Splash either. Oh, uh, yeah. And they used the second screen, but they yeah. didn't use it well. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the last Mario and Luigi RPG I liked, actually. I think it was that one where you were Luigi and you were yeah. pulling on his moustache yeah. to... Anyway... Yeah, um, I think the problem that you've got is, as you said, this is just a guess. I reckon the way the reason people steered away from that is because of um, cross-platform releases. Yeah, You'd, if you if you do something that is built specifically for 3DS controls, then you don't really have any other option. Yeah. You can do it to phone to a certain extent. They did that with the late no. Ah, uh, what's yeah. the Phoenix Wright got phone ports? Um, Phoenix Wright, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. The, um, they did it with that, but yeah, if you're making a game, you want something that you're going to be able to potentially port to other systems if it's yeah. successful. And if you've made something that is only going to be on 3DS, if you're not getting any kickback from Nintendo or any benefit, then why would you do it? Mm. Why would you limit yourself? Don't answer my question. That's fine, Ben. Oh, you know. No, I, I'm agreeing with you. I think you're right. I think, well, how long has the DS been around? Because it's been like Forever. over 10 years of, of touch-based games. Yeah. So we're probably getting closer to like 15, well, 20 see, years, yeah? That was one of the good things about... So I'm the same as Dave. I didn't jump into the hand... I didn't jump into handheld at all until I bought a 3DS. Um, oh, and there really? was already... Oh. 
the DS library that I could play on the 3DS and yeah. the 3DS. So I had a, yeah. I had a huge range of games to jump into that were mm. from all different time periods, you know, obviously the times where they were utilizing the controls well up to recent where they weren't doing it as as much. I think with the, with the mm. 2DS announcement, if nothing else, it um kind of solidifies Nintendo's credibility of them saying that they're they're not using the Switch as a replacement for handheld. Um, it's a pretty good price point. Like it's apparently two hundred bucks yeah. for us, which is good. Um, yeah, that's, See, that's about a hundred dollars for a flip. Yeah. Yes. And if if yeah. you don't have a handheld and you travel a lot, um, mm. this would be perfect. Like I said, all the DS games play on a 3DS. Is it region locked? No. No, I didn't think so. So you can even import stuff on your um on your 2DS. Mm. So I'd be interested to see how well it sells. I don't cuz yeah. cuz the handheld market is a an interesting one with even mobile phone. I, I updated my phone on the weekend and LG are touting gaming on their phones pretty heavily. Um, mm. So with the handhelds, you know, I mean, it's not a new thing. The shift is towards mobile, but... I think that's a very um, regional observation to make, though. I think if you go over to Japan... Oh, yeah. And you had a look at the sales of DS type consoles or dedicated handheld gaming consoles there, you'd have a much better picture of why Nintendo um, do what they do. If you look at Australian gaming, then, I mean, yeah, it'll sell a bit, but, you know, people are adults, adults have phones, casual gamers have phones, and that'll fill that niche for them. Um, They're not going to buy a dedicated console normally. Um, Kids. If they don't already have an iPod or their parents' old phone or something like that, they might get one. Young kids, I'll probably get one for my kids, maybe secondhand for a hundred, hundred and fifty. I'm not quite at spending two hundred bucks on a birthday present for them. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think regional markets will affect the success of it very well, greatly. Well, that's and the thing. I think, as is always the case with Nintendo, what sells in Japan, yeah. that's where their market is, and the rest of the world is just now. Oh, well, if you like it too, that's gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I guess that that's the thing. If it doesn't take in Japan, like if another DS system doesn't take in Japan, I guess that'll shift their focus. Um, mm. It's interesting. Apparently, on their website, they had um, the docks for the switches listed that you could buy separately, and they got taken down relatively quick, mainly mm. because they can't keep up with demand. Now people are buying oh. switches quicker than. They can manufacture. Mm. Apparently, they even it, sent. Oh. Um, they even airmailed some switches over, which is unheard of because it's so expensive. Wow. Um, I think they sold where, like. Hang on, where's this too? I don't know what country. I just heard that they actually airmailed. Oh. I don't know, not airmail, <laughs> but obviously did a delivery by air. Um, mm. So yeah, the the switch has been an unprecedented success. Whether that'll mm. And I mean, a lot of people are saying some pretty valid points about using the Switch as a handheld. It's already got, you know, scratching issues by putting it in and out of the dock, which, I mean, if you've got a screen protector on, that should stop it getting scratched in your bag as well. But 
some people have said that they bend pretty badly. But how are you bending? How stupid! It? Like it's like the same people that yeah, put their phones. I'm not believing the bending the one. People that put their phones in their back pockets and sit down and go, "Oh no, my phone, my thin smartphone has bent." Um, just yeah. be clever about that sort of stuff. Um, are there any decent covers for the Switch yet? Because one thing I've noticed as I'm sitting on the dunny playing games as I do, um, is that when I finish the Mario Kart, I've got to find somewhere to put the this gigantic Switch <laughs> down. And whenever I put it down, especially on a tiled bathroom floor, I'm so scared I'm going to knock it onto the floor or something. I mean, a mobile phone, you've got rubber casing and all this sort of stuff, but you can't really have that on the Switch because the Joy-Cons flick in the side. Yeah, that's do true. They, do they have any covers or anything to help not negate that yet. that you guys not know Not a full of? cover, Just cases. Yeah. Yeah. Just stickers and cases. I don't know that they've got um, toilet we'll use. I've got mind. a case, but they should. Why? They should. That's where... 50% of my mobile gaming is done. On the toilet? On the toilet or in queues. <laughs> the rest of the time I'm at my TV. <laughs> right. Oh, don't act like you guys don't play games oh, on the toilet. I don't take the, the time. I don't... That was the first thing I tried with Mario Kart. I don't take the Switch <laughs> on the toilet, no. That's how it was advertised. I'm pretty sure Nintendo had an official commercial where there, someone was playing in the bathroom and that, that was like a selling point. Right. And your mum goes to your dad and go, I don't know what Ben's doing in there, but he keeps grunting and moaning about shells. <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot of woohoos really and let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now that, that's another cool thing in Mario Kart 8, just to get slightly off topic. Uh, the double pickups and the ability to hold two yep. pickups. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit more frantic. Um, and you have a bit more control in like blocking items, I found. Um, it gives the power back to the mm. people. Apparently, there's more than one way to get rid of a blue shell now, but I didn't read. I saw it in an article, but I didn't read the article. Um, oh, which would be interesting. We well, can hit them on the ground. What do you mean hit them on their way towards you? So you can. So when they're fired, they run along the ground until they're a certain distance then behind you and then they go up in the air and then fall yeah. down. So when they're up in the air, you have to use that sound yeah. thingy. But you can hit them with shells while they're on the ground, ah, like a green shell or a red that. shell. You can, you can launch them backwards. I don't think they... I'm pretty sure I've seen them go through bananas. It'd be pretty stupid if they couldn't It'd go be pretty them. hard to hit them that way because you only get the notification that that's behind you when it's... Yeah, right behind you. you. Yeah. Pretty close. I don't know. I've been getting them pretty early. Okay. Well, we'll experiment. I guess I've been playing a lot of split screen with my son, though, so maybe it's different in split screen play, yeah. Cool. Um, It's good fun. I'm pretty bored of Mario Kart, though, already. mm. I love Mario Kart, but it's, yeah, as you predicted last episode, Tim, it's pretty much... Yeah, it's Mario Kart 8. I've already done it all. Um, some of the new tracks were pretty... Well, I didn't buy the DLC, so the new... Right. See, I bought the DLC, ah, so okay. I already had the old mm. tracks. <laughs> They're good, though. But yeah. That's the thing. It's a really good what? game. I, I'm glad I have it. It's good multiplayer. But yeah, unless I'm playing with friends, it's it's. I've done yeah. it. See, we go away four times a year, and now I can take my Switch with me. Mm. With I'm going to grab an extra couple of Joy-Cons, and all of a sudden I've got portable Mario Kart yeah. that I can sit at a dining table and play Did with my kids. The, um, I don't have to take a console and plug it into the TV. Did and... you get the steering wheel? No. They're pretty cool. I want to get a better stand for it, though. <laughs> That's, cool. That little Switch kickstand is 
rubbish. Yeah. I guess it's designed that it can be knocked off because they know people will knock it off, but that doesn't make it a very sturdy what? thing. It It's designed so, you know, if you catch it in your pants or whatever, the little kickstand will pop out instead of break. That's true. So... No, I mean that it's on one side and the yeah. whole thing's off balance. So unless you're on a solid table, it's not well, going to stand up. Where are you up. trying to stand up on carpet. Yeah, where are you playing? We lie on the carpet at home. Oh, okay. And we put it down on the floor in front of us. Get even carpet. Otherwise, it's pretty get even. A book, it's on a concrete slab. Get a book slab. to put it on. <laughs> That's what we do. But yeah. even the book, if it's slightly off balance, it tips oh, over. such a princess. I think, they should have had, I think they should have had two. <laughs> All right. I, I think it should have had two. All right, all right, all right. So, rubber case, double kickstands, right? They can have that as um. You should kickstart that, Dave. Kickstart the kickstand. You should kickstart it. No, Nintendo will take you down. (laughs) Send you a takedown issue. (laughs) I think that's going to do it this week. Um, Dang it, I wanted to do our other other topic. topic. We wasted time talking about the Switch again. That's all. I'll have to find it next week what the other topic is. We will. It won't be as timely, but it still will fit in. Hopefully, I would have played played the game by then. (laughs) Oh, oh. Just going to leave that hanging. We'll leave that hanging. (laughs) Thank you for listening, everybody. Um, We are on Wooshka, if you can find Wooshka. We are part of the Pod Bros Network. What? Why are you screwing your face up, Dave? What do you mean if you can find Well, Wooshka? it's such a dumb spelling that it's hard to... <laughs> it's bloody hard to find this stupid thing. We're on iTunes. Just search us on iTunes at Another Dungeon. Subscribe and rate us really well because you really enjoy the podcast. Um, yeah, do it. We're fine. AnotherDungeon.com is the website. We're on YouTube. If you go to AnotherDungeon.com slash YouTube, it will redirect you to our channel. Um, as we mentioned before, the Sexy Brutal walkthrough is up there as well as a few more mobile game walkthroughs that are doing well and some how to play board games, which are doing well. Um, we are at... Don't promote them too much. I haven't done them for like four <laughs> That's <months>. okay. <laughs> we are at Another Dungeon on Twitter. We are at facebook.com slash Another Dungeon. We also have an AD Gamers group on Facebook uh, we are at twitch.tv slash another dungeon. Dave said he's going to do some Mario Kart streams now, so look forward. Oh, let me know when. I'll verse you. <laughs> we- no, I meant we could play while we're recording our next podcast. That could be, be the video. I think it should be separate to the podcast because no one will be able to concentrate on the podcast. Because you'll lose, and you're a lose in front of the podcast audience. That's, that's why. That's exactly right. Thank you for mm-hmm. listening. I've got yeah, you figured out. Tim's editing it together. Thanks for listening. <laughs> you heard it here first. I'm scared of losing. I'm scared of losing. <laughs> Join us next time. Bye. Bye. See ya.